Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good whatever time it is where you are and whenever you're listening. I want to thank you all for tuning in to the A La Carte Show. I am calling this the A La Carte Show. And I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening. I just want to talk a little bit about music that's been forgotten through time. Because I listen to so much music. Uh, I love apps. Apps are great. And there are a lot of bands that existed in the 90s and 2000s in the Christian genre, God-honoring music, clean music. And people don't remember what this music is, where you know, or who the band is or whatever. And I've always been into bands and finding out all the cool information about them. And a lot of these bands I even forgot about until I went back and, like, found a list, like, on Wikipedia or somewhere. But I just love the ability to be able to find bands that you wouldn't normally listen to in this day and age because their sound is whack or different or whatever. And it's just a cool thought that I'm going to run through some of the bands and just maybe tell you what year they're from or just my memory of the song or the band or how I came to know who they were. But I just want to bring light maybe some bands that maybe you'll listen to now that you never knew about before. Because a lot of bands that come out today, even in the Christian world, everything sounds the same. And I think, because they call it, you know, the entertainment industry, the music industry. And that's pretty much what it is. It's an industry. It's not... Um, it, it doesn't have this idea of being unique because it's an industry, so everything has to sound a certain way or be a certain way. Even the, uh, I believe it was like the lead singer of Building 429 said in an interview, oh, yeah, he's, and he says it a lot, just not in this interview, but he says, you know, if you want to get into ministry, don't become a, a Christian artist. Don't become like a signed record label band because they're going to make you do certain things. There's even YouTubers that will not take record deals because they become a product of, like, corporate, and they have to do things a certain way and have certain bands. Uh, like, they had, they were forced to, they were uh, being forced to move all their stuff to Vivo or Vimeo or whatever that is, and they were against it, so, like, they, they dropped it and, and, and didn't... And, refuse the record deal. So that's like a big deal. So here comes song number one. That was The Devil Is Bad by the band The W's. That has been one of my favorite songs for a really long time. Back when DC Talk did their Supernatural tour, I was there. And I got to see the amazing Supernatural concert live and in person, and it was amazing. But they had an opening band named the W's. Now, the W's were a band that was like no other, and they didn't last super long because they came in on the tail end of the, like, jazzy ska uh, style of music. They were one of my favorites. For several reasons, I actually got their CD, and something happened to it, and it disappeared, and I don't know where it's at now. But I had it for the last 20, almost 20 years, and then I left it somewhere or put it in a CD player and can't find it. But 
they have always been one of my favorite bands because their sound, it, like they have live instruments on stage, and it's almost like a like a jazz, but yet it's kind of like swing, but yet it's kind of like, you know, some other styles, and it brings something new. And you can check them out on YouTube, actually, if you want to hear their music. They don't exist anymore, which is a big bummer, because it's just a sound that's different. Their singer has a good voice. Like, their songs were, like, really crazy in content. Like, they had some Christian songs and some just fun songs. And I remember um, I had a CD, and it was, like, Carmen Yo Kids. And it accidentally got left in a CD player that was returned to, to a circuit city, which doesn't exist anymore. And my mom went and bought me a CD to replace that, and that was the CD. And I took that CD everywhere, played it everywhere. Um, and I found out later there was a guy who used to be my cousin, he was cousin through marriage, ended up with that CD. He's not a Christian, but he plays a, a, a Barry sax, a baritone sax, saxophone. And he even listened to it and loved it. Like, it wasn't just a Christian CD. It wasn't just something that appealed to Christians, but it appeared it appealed to appear to a wider audience, which I think is really cool, given the fact that they opened for DC Talk. They only came out with two CDs, and they did not do any more. There's a few music videos on YouTube, uh, so I suggest you go check it out, because... Even though it's a bit strange in, in what you would think of as a normal popular band, they actually were pretty popular and for that short while were really, really good. Um, their second CD is a little different than their first, but um, they have this interesting song about a woman who put a poodle in a microwave to dry it. Yeah, you should go check it out. It's kind of funny. And I also... Oh, and one thing that's really cool is that they did... Actually, believe it or not, actually, they were able to go to this, um, they were able to lend their music to a wider, kind of cool audience. They have a song called Rumor Weed, and Rumor Weed, believe it or not, was featured in a VeggieTales episode. Yeah, their music was so cool that it got put in VeggieTales. It's called Rumorweed. Check it out. It's on YouTube as well. So go give the W's a listen, and here comes the next song. That was T-Bone, rapper T-Bone, T-Bone, with Wipe Your Tears. And that song is amazing to me because... I never knew T-Bone existed until, oh, about 2000-ish, maybe late 90s, 2000, 2001, somewhere in there. And I only knew of his videos through JCTV. Y'all ever heard of JCTV? Well, nowadays it's called Juice, J-U-C-E, and I think it's the dumbest thing they ever did because JCTV was much more awesome of a title. But... T-Bone has been a big staple of JCTV and Juice for as long as I can remember because he had the top ten. He had a countdown show where he was the host, but yeah, he was a rapper, and he's been rapping since the 80s. And his stuff, he's, he's known as the godfather of Christian rap 
because he was uh, rapping about gang banging on some demons, yo, back in the 1980s, early 90s. Like, that was what he was known for. He's got this whole, like, he thought, man, everybody's out there gang banging on, on each other because he grew up on the West Coast with uh, some bigger named rappers that are not Christian rappers or not saved as far as I know. And he grew up with them, and he was all like, well, if, if all my friends, you know, all these people are going to gangbang on each other, why don't I just gangbang on some demons? And so he has a song where he talks about hanging a, uh, a demon from the neck with the mic cord, you know, taking out demons and stuff like that, which is really cool. And he's been, he was consistently putting out CDs, and one of his last CDs was like 2010, I think, and it was like, it was called Bon Appetit, it was 210, 211, or something, I'm not even sure exactly when it came out, but now, uh, after, you know, almost 20 some odd years or more being in the rap game, he put out his final CD that's going to be rap, uh, that's going to be hip-hop, R&B, English. He's now into other styles where he's doing everything in, like, like Brazil, Brazilian and Spanish and other languages, so he's not really doing English anymore. But Broken English is his new record, and it's awesome. And I've listened to his stuff for years. It's like, it was like a breath of fresh air, because my perspective on music was, yeah, I was listening to a lot of non-Christian music and stuff, and I found T-Bone from watching JCTV and saw a music video. And ever since, I was just like, my mind was blown, because it was so different, so amazing, so, like, getting it, you know, and there's probably, if you're looking for a rapper to, like, show somebody who wouldn't listen to Christian rap, this would be the best thing to do, because he has fast rap, slow rap, hip-hop, and uh, some Spanglish, stuff in English and Spanish, and um, things in between, but the music itself just sounds like anything you'd hear anywhere, it's really cool, and wipe your tears, man, when you're having a bad day, like, you could probably find a song to, to fit any situation that that you could come into or, you know, to, to encourage you. Because his music, you know, it doesn't talk all about how great God is. Like, a lot of people think Christian music and Christians should only sing about God and how great God is. And, you know, that's cool that people do that. That's fine. They can do that all they want. But I'm saying, just take, I mean, he's so lyrically intricate. And he's such a great writer that here's something. If you do know who T-Bone is, you may not know this. He was in a movie with Cuba and Beyonce. Yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. and the Beyonce. And he didn't have a huge part, but he had an important part because he was this uh, dude who was in jail that got drafted into a church choir. And there's a, there's one of my one of my favorite scenes in the, is not even in the movie it got cut and it's this scene where they say oh well if you can do this with where how about you taking some of those rhymes you're doing and do it with the you know do it with stuff from the Bible and he spits this thing about Paul being in prison and all these things and that's really cool. And I'm sure he probably already had it or came up with it, like, super quick. And another thing you may not know, there is this most amazing musical called um, 
Hero, the rock opera. T-Bone was in that, and he played Jarius, who was a guard, I believe. Um, he played Jarius, anyways, and there's a song that he, there's one main song that he has, and it's called Raised in Harlem, because Hero, the rock opera, is a musical that's uh, about the gospel, it's about the life of Christ, uh, and it's set in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and this thing has some of the best artists, some of the best music, Michael Tate from DC Talk and Newsboys is in it, um, Mark Stewart, the original Audio Adrenaline singer, is in it. They they did a, a short tour or short uh, run of this actually, and it's on via it's on DVD. It's on um, almost a VHS. Wow, wow, people VHS really. But my whole point is T Bone is very versatile, and that song "Raised in Harlem" shows how awesome he is. Because when you watch the special features. There's a little interview with T-Bone, and he says that he literally sat down and wrote the entire song in five minutes. Done. And it's one of my favorite songs in the musical, because it's about the dude who had... Because his story is that he had a daughter who was, like, sick and dying, and Jesus comes and says, Yo, she's only asleep. Go back and whatever, and she'll be fine, whatever the story is there. Um, and so he goes back and... And she's, you know, she's raised in Harlem. It's awesome. Go check it out. It is on YouTube. Just search Raised in Harlem, Hero the Rock Opera. Uh, that's why T-Bone is one of my all-time favorite rappers that you may not remember because he hasn't done anything for a while. He put out his final CD, but his music is so lyrically intricate, and it speaks to the soul. It speaks to those who may not know Christ, but yet it speaks to those who know Christ as well. So here comes my next song. And I'm back. That song, California by Hawk Nelson, has to be my favorite Hawk Nelson song. And you may be saying, oh, well, Hawk Nelson's still a band. Why are you talking about him? Well, because a lot of people have forgotten the original Hawk Nelson. Now, the original Hawk Nelson consisted of a lot of members that I don't remember because... I listened to the original Hawk Nelson, but I wasn't into, like, finding out who band members were at the time. And so I have no idea who the original members were. Like, I can never remember their names. Like, I don't remember the original drummer. I don't remember the original um, lead guitar player. The only ones I remember are Jason Dunn. Jason Dunn is still out there making Christian music. He's been through a lot. Um, divorced and remarried and all that stuff. So he's been through a ton. But he's still out there making music, so this is one reason I'm bringing it up. But two, the original bass player Dan Biro is still in the is, is still in Hawk Nelson right now. But I'm bringing it up because California, and I would say up until Jason quit, Hawk Nelson was probably the best band for your punk rocky, like fun, like just get out there and rock out music. They had, they had, like, serious songs, fun songs, like, songs that, like, spoke of God and talked 
about God or God's situations without shouting God down your throat. And it just told about people's lives because Jason said in interviews and in videos and stuff that he just wanted to be able to, like, tell stories and, like, reach people through stories. And I think with him being able to reach people through stories, I think he did a great job with doing that, especially with their first um, album. Hey, but you all got to go check out California. If you if you only know Hawk Nelson because of their new stuff with all this, like, worshipy, like, Christian-y, high, high-pitched, higher-pitched singing, um, John Steingard lead singer Hawk Nelson, go check out their original stuff. It is amazing. It will blow your mind. J- Jason Dunn has a voice that like no like none have ever heard. You almost automatically know it's him all always straight through and through. And I think that if you do, you won't be disappointed. I've seen him in concert like a bunch, like five, six, seven times. I don't know. It's been a bunch. I've went to their concert. I even took pictures and video uh, of concerts and put it online at one time. And their songs are powerful. They're fun. And I remember, like, some of my earliest memories of hearing Hawk Nelson was probably sitting in a parking lot at a rest or at a gas station, bleh, grocery store, waiting for parents to get done shopping or whatever. And they come on the radio, and it's just awesome, fun music. It's probably the same with another band that I'll mention probably later in this episode. We're going to have just a few more short clips, a few more songs or whatever to go through. And then I may even do a second one of these because it's really fun to talk about bands that I really love that aren't as popular or that aren't remembered anymore. So um, with that being said, let's get into the next song. All right, that was Grits with an awesome song called Ooh Ah. And I love that song because, now here's the thing, Grits is a group that was actually born of another group, and I never knew, I never knew this for years, I've been listening to them, and I found out, and my mind was blown, because Grits is a two-guy rap group, rap duo, and they came on the scene probably in the late 90s, early 2000s, they were signed to Go T Records, which is Toby McKeon from DC Talks record label. Go T Records has had some of the most, I'd say probably some of the most popular bands signed to it. Uh, one of those bands happens to be, or groups, bands or groups, and that ha- one of them happens to be Grits. And they're two guys that, you know, like totally changed the rap game because they came in with some fun songs. And I hear Grit's music pop up not just within Christian, you know, the Christian world, but I've heard it other places too, which makes it really cool. And I have been listening to their songs for years, got them, probably got a free copy from like a youth group and like a like a youth pastor or whatever, and all these different, just got them from different places and different things and whatever. And I think that like you could understand, like you go back and you listen to their stuff, and it's just some there's just something that drew me in. I don't know what it was, but I love Grits. I've listened to them for years. 
and I still listen to them from time to time. I have some of their songs on my computer now, probably, or I used to. I should have, anyways. So that tells you something. I mean, it's been many years. They kind of just faded away. They just kind of poofed away, and I never heard much. But I've seen them in concert. I've actually went and saw them in concert on several occasions. Some was like uh, I went to DC or well, I'm stuck stuck on DC Talks. I went to Ixdus. And if you don't know what Ixdus is, it's, it was a huge music Christian music festival that lasted for like three or four days, and you got to camp out and go and hear all your favorite bands and go hang out with people and meet people that are Christian from all over the you know all over the world because they would come in and hang out and go to the concerts and you could worship with people and spend time possibly meeting your favorite bands and like it's really cool and I saw them there and the one concert that I saw them it kind of got rain it was raining and it wasn't that fun but they were still doing their stuff in the rain as much as they could and their music is great I I listen I like even love their music videos so you should check out those as well. They're on YouTube. They're online. Just search Grits, G-R-I-T-S. And um, they're, they're just, they're, they're Christian. Their music is, like, different. It's, it, like, that's one thing that draws me to a lot of music is it's not the same cookie-cutter, like, radio stuff. And theirs was different because they were taking, like, this like like a sound that's normally associated with secular music, just like T-Bone did, and they brought it with Christian lyrics or positive lyrics and good lyrics, not just, you know, the chains and the gold and the money and the cars and the this and the that and the whatever. And I think that over time, other people, just so many people came out in the rap world that they kind of faded. And that, you know, left, maybe left some people jaded, but... They were a great group. I love seeing them live. And final little fun tip. I said they came from another group, right? And they did. Because in 1994, they were backup dancers, both of them, for DC Talk on their Free at Last tour. They were the stage dancers. And they formed Grit sometime thereafter. And I think it's really cool. Because DC Talk is one of the greatest Christian groups of all time. Like, almost everybody who's over, like, 20 probably knows who DC Talk is. Like, I, I spoke to somebody once about DC Talk, and they, they're like, oh, that other group that they were in with so-and-so. I'm like, yeah. Like, they had no idea who they were. But they were in that awesome group, and they became grits from dancing together on stage, which I thought was really cool. So, Grits, check them out. They've got four or five CDs, three, four or five CDs. They were on Goatee Records, and check them. They're great. Now it's time for the next song. Only a couple more to go. All right, so that song is Overcoming Child of God by Carmen. That's right, Carmen Licadello. Little fun fact, Carmen, who remained single until this year, well, I don't know when he started dating, but got married. So Carmen has a wife now. And Carmen is back in ministry. He's trying to be um, Billy Graham-like, and he's doing 
trying to get back out on tour and go full force to reach the unreached and bring in tons of music and cool songs and a show, trying to reach as many places as possible because Billy Graham passed away recently and he's putting himself out there, which I think is most amazing. So I'd like to just put that out there. But Overcoming Child of God, when you listen to the whole song, which I encourage you to do, uh, is super amazing. Because Carmen used to just go after the devil, go after Satan in a lot of his music. And sometimes, as sad as it is, and you get awesome music, you kind of have to bend and change a little with the times, and it kind of stinks. If you want to stay popular, that's kind of why he disappeared for so many years. And after get, uh, getting uh, getting rid of cancer, he came back with a new album, and then he came out with another album. And his music is great. I donated to his Kickstarter, and he had one of the most highly funded Kickstarters of all times. But a lot of people don't remember him, or they're just like, oh, that one guy that used to do music, or this or that or the other. Like, they don't really remember Carmen. But if you look at many, many, many of his songs, they're very spiritual, very godly. But they're not like worshipy until he, until like the mid to late two thousands. Then he got into this worshipy thing, which is which is okay. It's just not my favorite. Um, he has a lot of story songs and a lot of songs that speak to the heart. Hunger for Holiness is amazing. Um, there's one called um, oh I can't remember the name of it, but it's uh. The words are, but I have drawn the line in the sand, and I won't be ashamed with the world behind me and the cross before. By the grace of God, I will serve the Lord. I think it's called I Will Serve the Lord. Check it out. Look at Overcoming Child of God. Look at Resurrection Rap. Look at Witch's Invitation. Uh, there's so many songs of his. Uh, oh, there's just so many that are so powerful and he can sing just about any style he wants there's some country there's some rap there's some uh there's just all these styles and songs that really say something about christ and and it does it in a way that isn't too pushy he even has a fun song called the soap song you should check that out if you like soap operas because it's just interesting to me it's just really interesting that he has all these like soap operas and things um, in the song. It's really cool. But uh, Carmen, you know, a lot of people forget him, and I had to bring him back out because I still listen to his stuff. I still support him. He's still going strong. He didn't, like, die or crap out. Um, he just kind of backed off because no record, you know, no record label wanted to give him a record deal or push his music because he does something that a lot of people today won't do. And, you know... His style is so different, and he is getting a bit older. So it kind of makes sense in a way, but he's forgotten by a lot of people, and I just want you to go check him out. C-A-R-M-A-N, Carmen. And now for the last song for this episode. <laughs> 